Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by myself, Danuta, this morning. And we have Danny in the studio replacing, well, t- just stepping in for Lawson this morning, who's got an exam at 9 o'clock. Good morning to you, Danny. Good morning, Danuta. Good to be here this morning. Absolutely. Great to have you here. Now, you're you're fairly regular on the show. We're well, not always on the breakfast show, but you have a segment through the week. So for those of us who, um, yeah, are maybe listening for the first time out there today, tell us a little bit about yourself, Danny. All right, well, um, my short history, my short bio is that I was conceived in Macedonia and dropped off in Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my very short bio in a sentence. Oh, that's a neat way of putting it. (laughs) So, yeah, my my background's Macedonian and, uh, yeah, born and grew up and raised in Melbourne. And so, um, yeah, I... I enjoy life here um, in Lake Macquarie, pastoring and also doing a whole bunch of evangelism and running seminars on, on different on different subjects, especially in connection with the second coming of Jesus and the radio show that I host along with uh, Sharissa on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, so that'll be this afternoon. That'll be this afternoon. What time is that one on? Three thirty to five thirty. The there Looking Up go. Show. The Looking Up, up Show. show so yeah, you've got to be tuned in this afternoon at three thirty. And also, you've got a um, evangelism thing going at the moment, as in you know a series in one of the churches at the moment. Well, haven't I've just, you? I've just finished one at Hamilton. So okay. I managed to survive that episode, and I'm starting. <laughs> I'm starting at my own church. It's my final one, and it's on the signs of Jesus coming. A four-part series, four Saturdays in a row, beginning this week. That's in Bullaroo, starting Bullaroo, when, what time? This Saturday, 11 a.m. Um, At Bullaroo Seventh-day Adventist Church. Correct. That is the place to go if you want to hear Danny Moore. And he's always unpacking the Bible just brilliantly. You will want to be there. You won't want to miss it. Go along. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview, of course, with Jennifer Skews on emotional health, which we love um, doing uh, news. We're looking at the beauty of the universe today as well. And in our Bible study time, we're continuing on a mission and to inherit inter- eternal life, which is really important. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively this different. morning, we're so excited. Danny is here. Danny will also be on this afternoon at 3.30 with Sharissa from 3.30 till 5 um, with the show looking up. So you don't want to miss that in any kind of way. And it has come time for us to do our first quiz question. Of course, we love doing quiz questions through the week. It gives everyone an opportunity to respond, to text through. We had heaps coming through yesterday. We want to see the same today because uh, the more times you actually enter, the more times you get to uh, go into the draw that happens at quarter to nine on Friday. So our first quiz question for today is, what colour-changing lizard does the Bible say you shouldn't eat? Mm. That's a good question, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. What colour-changing lizard? So there you go. Like, we don't really see lizards that change colour around here that much, really, do we? We've got, we've got the blue tongue, so they've got a blue in their tongue, but that's about that I've seen. What colour changing lizard does the Bible say you shouldn't eat? Text us in on 0491 064 669. 
And you can go into the draw for two prizes this week. Last week, we gave away three cookbooks, Revive Cookbook number eight, and we had so many excited people for that one um, that actually received that, the three people. So first prize will be actually It Is Written Everyday Bible, New King James hardcover Bible. It is like a white, creamy kind of colour with gold writing on it. Absolutely fabulous. It's actually got a feature and also um, study, Bible study sections by Pastor John Renge, Bradshaw, who, of course, features on the It Is Written program if you ever watch that on TV as well. He is just a fantastic um, speaker who knows his Bible really, really well. Um, and so in here, you'll, it's actually got the words of Jesus in red, the Bible written for you, featured by John Bradshaw. It's got the parables and miracles of Jesus. Um, and it's got the study guides, like we mentioned. And as we mentioned the other day, too, it's got a 16-font large print. So, oh, no, wow. that's, that's I think I that's want. just what, for, that's <laughs> I was just what about I want. to say that, Danny, especially for <laughs> you. So if you need a new Bible upgrade, the only thing is, though, because you've come in on the show, you cannot enter. So sorry. Bye-bye. Uh, so anyway, um, but for our listeners, yes, large print. And the other one is Satan's Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory, written by Norman Gully. Of course, looking at the fact that there is this, um, you know, there's good and evil in the world and the Satan's just really trying to do everything to masquerade and just get as many on his mm. side so that people are not saved here because he knows he is lost. Mm. He wants everyone else Amen. to be lost as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. The greatest thing is that Jesus actually fights for us and he wants everyone to be saved. So you choose which side would you like to be on? That's the thing. So the Bible, it shows Bible prophecy and history over the last 2,000 years and a whole lot more. So, again, that question is, what colour-changing lizard does the Bible say you shouldn't eat? Text us in your answer on 0491-064-669 and you will go into the draw for these two fantastic prizes. Now, also, this morning, today, we want to go and say hi to our listeners in Gadooga, New South Wales on 88.0 FM. Do you know where Gadooga is? Um, it's in New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm listening, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't know where, obviously. Oh, no, no, hey. Somewhere so, out west. It's got to be somewhere I out west where you, used to, where you used to hang smack out. Smack bang, you're right on that one. Okay, we'll give you 99% correct because you don't know the other 1%. Narrabride, Burke. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's near Brewarina <laughs> and Lightning Ridge and Walga around that area. It's about a 45-minute drive or so from uh, Lightning Ridge. And so it is part of the Brewarina Shire and it's about, I think it's something like about 20 kilometres only down from the Queensland border. Wow. So there's a small community um, that is there and just great folk. We know some of the rallies that live um, from folk in Gadooga that actually live in, in Brewarina and in Burke and around those areas because they're all kind of related in different ways out in that, that way. So, yeah, there's probably about two to 300 people out there. So wow. I was excited to see that they've actually got a station out there. So huge hello oh, out absolutely. to the Kaduga folk. Absolutely. I know where you are because we live, my hubby and I lived in Birkbury, worked around Walgert and, and those areas as well. And also Wilma Ringle, so as well. So any of those folk, big hello to you right there. Hey, we love good news here, don't we, Danny? Amen, amen. Yeah, yeah. And we start the morning with happiness uh, and laughter. That's why you Only love coming in. Only way to fly. <laughs> Only way to fly. That's exactly it. So here's a, here's a bit of really good news. Um, so the beauty of the universe. Do you, do you have a telescope at home at all? No, I don't. Would you like one? 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind. And you, do you want to borrow my husband's? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he might not be listening this morning. He may be listening, but anyway, I won't give I won't give his telescope away to you. But he might be able to lend it out to you sometime, yeah. or invite you over to look through mm. it. So he bought yeah, a telescope. I'd, I'd probably want yeah the invitation to come and say I know what I'm looking at. Yeah, I don't know if he knows what he's looking at. <laughs> But he certainly has a telescope. We do know what we're looking at when we look at the moon because we've done that a few times mm. from our backyard. But, of course, he bought it when we were out living in Burke because out there everything's black at night time mm. and the stars shine oh. so, so, so beautiful, beautifully. So here's the interesting thing, NASA, which, of course, you know, most people are familiar with NASA because mm. we hear a lot about NASA with space stuff. So it stands for National Aeronautics and Space Administration. That actually, NASA actually started on October 1 in 1958, um, in, and they're in charge of the science and technology in the US, um, and, to, uh, to, and it's of course to do mostly with space, a bit of, bit with airlines, but mostly with space that we actually hear about it too. Don't know if you, did, did you ever see the movie Hidden Figures? No, I haven't. No, okay, you've oh, missed out. Shell, okay, Shell has, hand up. Okay. With your wife this weekend, look it up on Netflix, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, I'm writing it Ab- down as we speak. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant movie about three female African-American mathematicians who actually worked at NASA. Absolutely fantastic story there. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we've watched that one a couple of times. Now, here's the interesting thing. Mm. NASA, NASA has come up with, now catch this, I'm going to say this first, with France. You know, there's, there's the, 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 the once a year, um, cycling race that's oh, called the Tour de France. That's the Tour it, de France. Tour de France. Do you watch that? Oh, look, I'm inspired by those. Isn't athletes. that fantastic? Um, I just watch highlights at times if I have yeah. time. But I'm just inspired at their endurance over, um, you know, 21, 21 stage. Abs- it's just incredible. Phenomenal. Absolutely amazing stuff. So Going up those hills. Yeah, yeah. So the amazing thing is NASA is actually what they've called Tour de Force, not oh. de France. Tour de Force. Um, so it's about stargazing with technology. They've actually used the Hubble and James Webb Space Telescopes. Um, and they've used it in the same area of galaxies and they've actually received, uh, well, come up, found a whole new view of the universe that they've never seen before, which is amazing. I'll show you wow. the photos afterwards too. But the image actually combines visible and infrared light of the galaxy cluster and they've actually named the cluster MAC or MAC, MAX. Um, 0416. Um, and the reason they're calling it that is because the two del- galaxy clusters are slowly colliding, they believe as well. And what it actually shows is a whole vast, a whole vast galaxies well beyond the cluster that sparkle in different ways and colors and they vary over time. So the picture is just spectacular, just wow. magnificent what they've actually showing, um, showing online too. And so the image is made by color coding. Um, and so the shortest waves of light are blue. The longest waves are actually red. In between those are green. And the broad wavelengths are from about 0.4 to 5 microns. And they give a clear landscape of what's actually happening in the galaxies, which is just Amazing, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. Now, the colours actually give clues to the distances of the galaxies oh. as well. Wow. So the blue are the ones that are actually closer, and they show the star formation a whole lot 
um, you know, more clearly. The red ones are actually further away, and the some of the galaxies are very, um, very red, red, which they believe it's kind of got that blue tinge from um, from the stars or galaxy close by, and they think it's because also of large amounts of cosmic dust. So they've actually called this catch this. They've actually not only just called it the Mat. MACS0416, but they've actually called this galaxy cluster, catch this, the Christmas tree cluster. Uh. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> because of course we have all the different sorts of colored lights on the Christmas wow. trees and stuff. So, and my mind went to the fact of, you know, in Psalm 19, verse one, particularly mm. in one to four, but I'm just going to read verse one. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the feminine pro- proclaims his handiworks. And I love that whole particular, I know, Psalm 19 is just beautiful. But the other one too that my mind went to was Isaiah 40 verse 26. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might and because he is stronger in power, not one is missing. Isn't that just so beautiful? Amen. We have an amazing, amazing God. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And of course, keep Lawson in your prayers. He has an exam today at nine o'clock in the morning. He's been really grateful for the text messages that have come through this week. Um, and yeah, that have encouraged him as well in every way. Right now, we have our next quiz question. Number two quiz question for today is... What was the name of Aaron's wife? Was it Elisheba? Was it B, Miriam? Was it C, Zipporah? Or was it D, Deborah? That question again, what was the name of Aaron's wife? Was it A, Elisheba? Or Elisheba, I should say, B, Miriam, C, Zipporah, or was it D, Deborah? Text us in your answer on 0491064669, and you will go into the draw for our two prizes this week. Not one, but two prizes, which is really exciting. It is the Holy Bible, the New King James Version Bible, that also have some study study guides out the back that you can study the Bible for yourself. And here on Faith FM, of course, we always encourage our listeners to study the Bible for yourself. Don't take for gospel what we are saying here, but of course we do love to read from God's Word here so that you know that we are taking it directly from God's Word when we study the Word. And also the second book is Satan's Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory of course, by Norman Gully, showing the Bible, how Bible prophecy explains the history of the past 2,000 years. Norman Gully wrestles with um, thorny topics like the problem of evil, theory of evolution, God's foreknowledge versus human freedom and atonement and exposes Satan's Trojan horse strategy to separate humankind from Jesus. As we were saying earlier, that Satan tries to pull us right away from Jesus, but Jesus won, wins the victory. We just need to come to him, accept him into our lives. Um, so that question again, what was the name of Aaron's wife? Was it what A, Elisheba? Was it B, Miriam? Was it C, Zipporah? Or was it D, Deborah? Text us in on 0491-064-669. And good you can process of elimination possibility there too, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you don't know her name, you can eliminate several. Absolutely. Yeah. You can say, yeah, eliminate. Just one particularly really stands out <laughs> if you know the story. And then, the, then you go like, which other out of those, the next three, which one comes off. So, yeah, that's our clue for today. We like to give away clues, don't we? Yesterday we gave out clues about the peacock saying, well, it's kind of beautiful and, and anyway, all of those sort of things. But it's come time for our new segment now with Danny. Danny, what are we covering today? 
Well, today we're going to cover a couple of uh, good news stories from the Middle East. And now, mm. There's been a whole bunch of um, horrific, tragic um, scenes and stories that have come through the Middle East that Absolutely. we've been tuning into for over a month now. Mm. And uh, sadly, it doesn't seem to be letting up. In fact, it seems to be, you know, escalating in many ways. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to cover more of that on our afternoon show this mm, afternoon. Good, yeah, because that's really escalating. I was watching it on news last yeah, night things- and they're just saying like, you know, Israel's just not, not pulling back, but particularly that the young, what, what really caught me is the, 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 um, premature babies that have been born are having to be moved from the hospital you know where they are to to elsewhere basically for their yeah. care some of shocking them, some of them passed away already unfortunately yes. but yeah so so the tension is um is running very high um and also you know it, it seems that it's going to potentially spill over because this is one of those conflicts which we don't have time to talk about right now, but one of those conflicts that that is thousands of years in the making. Mm. So this is not going to be solved anytime soon from a political point of view. There's other other ways that it may be solved and it's going to be more spiritual, more supernatural. And, mm. um, and that sort of plays into, you know, how the enemy will seek to work at the end of time. But anyway, that's, um, that's uh, information that we're going to be looking at this afternoon, potentially. Now, a couple of good news stories here. Um, in the midst of all this um, tragedy and pain and suffering, this was a really great story that came through um, when the, when those initial um, Palestinian, uh, Hamas, I should say, um, terrorists, I mm. guess, that, that, that's what mm. you can call them, mm-hmm. um, that came through on October 7, that, that infamous date that will go down with September 11, mm. as um, those two yeah, very sad and tragic days in human history, modern human history. There was, there was um, four terrorists that ended up in a home of an elderly Israeli couple there in one of the kibbutzes. Oh, and um and they they took these into they took this um husband and wife Rachel and her husband David um couple in their 60s they held them hostage for some 20 hours oh okay. can you imagine how these older folk would have been so petrified for oh, their lives absolutely absolutely they would have been absolutely petrified so 20 hours and that's so that's a long time and so I'm listening to the testimony of these two individuals. Mm. I'm like, how on earth did they survive? Mm. And so let me share with you how they survived. There were so many that sadly didn't. They survived by the woman, Rachel, making a decision that she was going to minister kindness to these four Hamas militants, to oh. these four terrorists. Oh, and wow. So, acts of kindness like the Bible tells us to do. Absolutely, absolutely. And so what she did is... She prepared food for them. Um, she said, you must be hungry. And they said, yes, we would. We, we'd appreciate some food. So she made some food for them. She be sang to them. They had been injured. So she got some bandages and she got some other medications. And so she ministered to their physical needs. These are four terrorists wow. that have come into her home. And, and she was just at peace. She was That's, at complete peace. Do you know where my mind's gone? In like the Bible says, you know, love your enemies. Like right there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, and so she did all this. And after 20 hours, the Israeli SWAT team, they managed to come through and they took out those four, um, terrorists and 
David and his wife Rachel escaped. So I wonder how they, they actually survived. right. So I wonder how and how they even found out that they were there, you know, being hostage. Like you know, they, they were freed well, after twenty hours. Well, what happened? So that's was interesting. That, yeah, their son, their son happened to come and to see how mother and father were, and he came with the you know with the with the IDF you know SWAT team guys. He came there. And uh, he realised he realised that this was beyond him, right? And so, yeah, he brought in you know he brought in the SWAT team. So that's how the SWAT team knew what was going wow. on. Wow! Yeah, the the son had originally that's, come through. Um, he was one of the soldiers, but he realised this was beyond him. Absolutely, that's absolutely incredible. And that would have just taken so much. I just think of this poor older lady who. Um, like she would have been doing those acts of kindness, but it would have just taken out so much out of her. Yeah. Do you know what? Emotionally, to be petrified to be doing that, yet having to do something completely opposite um, yeah, that, was, that it, you would naturally want to do. Like you'd, you know. Incredible, incredible. So, yeah, um, there's a bit of a story which I won't go into, but yeah, actually, there were five. Um, there were five terrorists and so she signaled to her son, according to this storyline, uh, that, that I picked up. She signaled to her son with her five fingers spread over her face to tell him there were five hostage takers in her home. Oh, wow. So five of them and, um, yeah. oh. so like I said, eventually a SWAT team convinced Evie to retreat and they took over the rescue. Rachel and David said they survived their 20 hour ordeal by using their wits. And I've just described what Rachel did. And for Rachel, she was she was known for helping people. Doesn't matter who okay. they were, it mattered not. She was always at you know she was like a Dorcas, a Dorcas lady. She was always helping people, always encouraging people, and that reminded me of you know Romans chapter twelve. Mm. Um, you know what you were sort of you know quoting um, there. The apostle Paul is quoting from the Old Testament in verse twenty. He says, "If your enemy is hungry, feed him. Mm-hmm. If he is thirsty, give him a drink." For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And this Powerful would have saved verse. her. And then there's another testimony, just a short one, because we've only got a minute left. Um, I watched this on Pierce Morgan. Um, mm-hmm. And he did an interview with the first Palestinian doctor to work in an Israeli hospital uh, by the name of Dr. Izeldin Abulesh something along those lines. And this guy was active in promoting Israeli-Palestinian reconciliation. He's been nominated for a number of Nobel Peace Prize um, five times. His daughters, three of his daughters and a niece, were taken out by an Israeli tank. Their home was blown up Whoa. by an Israeli tank. And he made a decision that he was not going to return evil for evil. Instead, he's become a minister of reconciliation, seeking to be uh, an individual who would be a bridge to bring about, you know, to, to help with the peace process between Israelis and Palestinians. So this guy's story... That's the heart story, of Jesus right there. Absolutely. And I'm going to share more of this story this afternoon because we've run out of time. But yeah, it just shows there are people out there who want to do, who want to share. That's powerful. That's beautiful. So be listening at 3.30 this afternoon. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. D&D. D- oh, D is too. D&D. And I've been called Danny sometimes too. So there you go. Danny and Danny. Yeah. Re- remember there was a movie called Dumb and Dumber, D&D. <laughs> I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't recommend that. No, I wouldn't recommend no, that. No, no, no. But I did watch no. it back in my olden days. 
And your olden days? My pre-Christ days. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha, it's gotcha. not super bad, but it's not one that I would recommend. It's certainly not on the Good, same I'm level gla- of I- hidden figures. <laughs> I'm glad you explained yourself to me as well as to our um, listeners here for today. So we've got that one right. So we've got that cleared. Get it? I, but I've had all sorts of names. Mm. Anyway, I can't, yeah, I, I've had all sorts of names mainly because of, um, yeah, just not being out, people not being able to spell my name. Right now we have our quiz question. Before we go into our interview today, our third quiz question is this. Ezekiel 27 lists all the countries that engaged in what kind of business with Ty, including Tarshish, which was mentioned in yesterday's quiz doing this. So once again, Ezekiel 27 lists all the countries that engaged in what kind of business with Ty. Text us in your answer on 0491 and you'll go into the drawer for the New King James Version Bible that has got some great study sections and also the book called Satan's Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory. You will not regret getting these two prizes. So you'll go into the drawer. That happens at quarter to nine on Friday morning. That question again, Ezekiel 27 lists all the countries that engaged in what kind of business with Tyre. Text us in your answer on 0491 Zero six four six six nine, and it has come time for us to have our interview with none other than Jennifer Skews. Hello, Jennifer, are you there? I'm here. Oh, this great. week I'm here. I wasn't here last week. Oh, okay. Well, I think most went well. No one was here last week because Optus no, just affected all of Australia. But yeah. the exciting thing was that the next day and the day after, we had way more people, um, you know, just linking in um, and texting oh, us in. I think everyone just really missed us on the Wednesday. So, oh, so well, that, I'm not on Optus, so I was oh. okay. Yeah, well, we function here. I was, I'm, I'm with Telstra too but yeah Optus affected everything here so I found that the day after I wasn't in that day but um, those that came in went home soon after everything was not working unfortunately so amazing yeah so where are we going today with our emotional health segment please Jennifer well after last Wednesday there uh, yeah a lot of people were struggling emotionally angry it was just interesting to see people's reactions when they couldn't get online and couldn't do anything it was Mm. so that's a challenge especially the teenagers, Jennifer Sparrow, thought yes. with poor teens. They were in meltdown mode. It's they're yeah, still they were recovering. Going through, they're still yeah, recovering. They're going through withdrawal. Oh, terrible. And by the way, by the way, it's not called Optus, Jennifer. It's called Floptus. <laughs> oh, they've been called all sorts of things at the moment, yes. Yes, so, oh, no, well. definitely, definitely. Yeah, it was a challenge, emotional challenge for many people. But it, it's, um, it, it was, and people yes. that couldn't do their jobs and stuff and or people receiving phone calls from hospitals and stuff that never got to yep. them, which was really yes. sad. Really well, sad. it is. It affects people who are in need. That's the, the, the worst part is... Mm. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's unfortunately the way life goes, and it's like every day is a challenge, and this mm. is where the challenge is an emotional challenge. Mm-hmm. And I'll do a little bit of a review because two weeks ago we started to look at a formula that um, I've worked with, and it is 
it's uh, certainly biblically based and it's what science is also saying about uh, emotions and our balance of emotions. And we looked at reason and conscience because reason, we can actually uh, rationalise things, think things through, you know, process things. And then conscience is our capacity to know what is right and wrong. And that's where God works through the conscience. The Holy Spirit works through the conscience. So we talked about that combination and how you need that balance because reason on its own can reason anything the right way or the wrong way. Mm. So we need that prompt to go, hang on, I don't think that's quite right. So we have to have that balance. And underneath that balance, we have then we have uh, passion, appetite and emotions. So our passion and how passionate we are is relevant to the appetite we have for something, how much we love it, want it, um, and the emotions that are connected. And we're meant to keep those emotions in order. And mm. it's not about it's not about suppressing, it's about having control over them so they don't take over. Is that the kind so, of thing when the you know children um, want the cookie from the cookie jar or yeah. the adults really want their chocolate but they're not meant to yeah. have the mm. chocolate? <laughs> That's it. And they have a dummy spit. <laughs> <laughs> mm, the toys go out of the cot. Mm. I've That's seen, it. I've it's seen like... Danuta. I've seen <laughs> Danuta throw those toys out of the cot. I don't so have far. toys to throw. <laughs> throw. Oh, well, see, when you flip the equation throw and you feet. are. Yeah, you're running on uh, passion. We sort of broke it down to reason over passion, passion over reason. And we're talking about when you go into passion over reason, You this is when you do that dummy spit. This is when your emotions take over. This is when we have the tantrums. This is when we perform or demand. And it's two opposite poles. We only have two choices. Either we're in control emotionally or we're out of control emotionally. Mm. And People don't always realise. They think they're being quite rational when they're actually being very emotional. So there can be a subtle difference because we've learnt to allow those emotions to take over. And all mental illness and emotional illness is on that passion over reason side where emotions take over. Either they're too much or not enough. We either shut them down or we're running on them. Mm. So, and that's the extreme end. So we want to know what's the difference. So the question is, what's it like when your emotions are in order and you are in control of them? What's life like for you when you have that balance? Oh, happy. Um, yes. And, and I feel like I'm much more effective with what I'm doing. Mm. Yes. I relate better to other people. Yep. Um, just a whole gamut of things. And I just love life. Um, yes. But when everything's like out of whack and like yep. you say, like I find that for me, um, mm-hmm. and I think this would be for most people, is that when yes. my stress levels are really high, I become more irrational and yes. far more emotional. Whereas yes. if my stress levels are in balance, because we all need a small degree of stress in our yes. lives, yeah. but yeah. when when we've kind of got that, then things are balanced and you, you think more rationally, you're far more effective, you're happier, yes. you laugh more like we do here at Faith FM mm-hmm. and, yep. Yes, yeah. And this is where stress or distress helps flip that equation if we allow too much stress in our life, mm. that, that can tip the edge. But um, this is where... I find that when you are in that balance, and that's a place I love being, and mm. that's where I find spiritually we are very Christ-focused. We are in the moment, and spiritually we're very um, 
very positive and we're very connected. It's when we disconnect that that can happen. And that's when we connect to people because the heart is open, the heart is working well, when we're, we have that uh, control, where we have that reason and conscience over passion, appetite and emotion. It's a balance because emotions are vital. We're given mm, them. Mm. Um, and life would be terrible. I saw someone described it as a, a neutral wasteland if we didn't have emotions. Mm. So it's important that we have those feelings and this is where when those feelings go wrong or we shut them down we have major problems mm -hmm. so and we live very much in the present we've sort of looked at the past present and future model and we've only got the present and i find when you have that balance you are focused in the present you can work with things you can process things you can get the job done uh, we're very what we call mindful we are focused in the present. If a problem comes up, we're able to step back from it, not get caught up in it so much mm -hmm. and deal with it. Mm. So that's the place we want to be. I love what you're saying there with that, Jennifer, and, and you know, you, um, about being focused in the mm. present. Mm. Yes. Because then we're not actually, uh, you know, looking at so much, you know, our mind's not ticking over of what, what has happened in the past and how is it That's impacting it. me or what has this person said. Uh, yes. But being present and therefore we can be present with people uh, yes. when we're in relationship and present yep. in that moment rather than, you know, thinking of other things. Um, yes. So, so my question here is then like, you know, mm -hmm. when, when we are impacted in this way, when we're out of balance or in this case now with balance, as you're mentioning what the importance of being in balance is. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit more about how that impacts others as well. When we're in balance. Mm. Yes. As, as well as when we're really out of balance, both of okay. those. Okay. Well, let's look at, we're looking at the imbalance, so let's look at that first. When you're in balance, people like being with you. You uh, find that you've got a bit of stability there where if someone does something that's upsetting, you're able to deal with it. You're able to communicate more effectively. You don't have that fear factor because fear is future generated. We worry about the what if. Mm. Depression is dragging up the past. So you're right. You're not thinking about what happened and all the awful things that are going on. You're very much in that space where the past isn't, has, doesn't have a hold on you and people connect to that. That means we're going to be with people. And even if we've had something in the past that has been a problem with them, it's gone. Mm. We, do, we don't judge them. We're not critical. We're more accepting. We own what's going on. If we make a mistake, we can own it and say, apologize in a relationship. Mm -hmm. you know, people like to be around you when you're in that space and you enjoy that interaction. You are connected with people. Mm. You get two, two people like that is very powerful. Mm, absolutely. That's beautiful. Mm. Mm. And uh, and this is where spiritually you're connected when you're working in the present because that's the only space we can do that. So you get one, two, a group of people and the hearts are open, then the connection is there. And this is why it's interesting with language because when you meet someone from another culture who can't speak English, when you both have that connectedness, you still communicate, even though you can't speak the same language. Yes. That's how powerful yes. it is. Well, because fa mm. the face and, and body language mm. is so important mm -hmm. and that's expressed in those kind of ways too, isn't it, really? Oh, absolutely. You can see it in the eyes, in the face. The, um, and when you're in that space, it acts up, act, actually uplifts you biochemically mm. because the whole system resonates to being in that space, even if it's challenged. 
Mm. Right? So when I have a challenge and I might start to react with stress and I pull myself back and I look at it and process it, um, do things that help me to deal with it, that stress is not impacting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a buffer zone when we're, when we're able to do that. When you flip the equation and that emotion and um, appetite for your emotion and your passion increases to the point where you're no longer rational, we do a lot of what's called emotional reasoning. We think with our feelings. We're not mm. able to – we actually participate in the problem. We can't stand back and be the observer anymore. Mm. Okay, so we then become emotionally connected in a way that is very reactive. And I so, think, yeah, and if, if I could yeah. just um, chip in here, Jennifer, uh, yes. based on my experience in, in dealing with people, because, you know, Danuta and myself are constantly dealing with people in pastoral ministry, that's just part and parcel of the world. Mm-hmm. But when you have individuals who are responding through their emotion rather than through their reason, what you yes. find, and I find this in myself as well, and I've got to stop myself, it's very easy not to listen to what that person is actually saying because yep. your uh-huh. emotions are leading the charge and you're thinking about what you need to say next rather than yes. listening yep. to what they're saying and not yes. just listening to the words that they are saying but engaging in what's behind the words because, as we know, you know, the majority of yes. communication is is nonverbal. And so, and that's right. And so we, when, you, when you're not... When you don't have it together, when you're not, um, you know, going through, like you said, your reason yep. and your conscience yes. and you're not in control of your feelings, yes. then you're not able to hear or respond mm. in the best possible way. Mm. No, That's you're right. not. And that other person knows and they escalate more emotionally mm. because they know it's like you're not interested, you're not connected, you're not listening. Mm. And listening is something we can only do in the present moment and put our attention there and not let the mind get caught up. Because when, when someone is escalating like that and they're angry and they're projecting it at you, you've got to make sure you don't get caught in that emotion and start responding the same way. Mm. And that that is where we have to have that capacity to keep that reason and conscience working or that reason side to observe. And when you observe, you might give them things, oh, I can see you're really upset about that. And you give them that feedback that acknowledges them um, because most people won't do that. They go, oh, go away, I'm sick of you, and what are you upset about? Or they trivialise the problem. Mm. And, and that's when we're on that um, passion side. We're intolerant. Absolutely. Thank mm. you so much, Jennifer. We've unfortunately run out of time, but we're looking forward to our next segment with you again as we keep on unpacking this fabulous stuff and all the very best, uh, Jennifer. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.